Cocktail. 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 Hello, and welcome to Talktales, a comedy podcast exploring stories from behind and beyond the bar. We're your hosts. I'm Shauna. I'm Matt. Hey, Matt. We sound good. Yeah, we do. We got <laughs> you know, fancy things. Dude, we got all fancy up in here. Yeah, recording on new mics, new uh, little tricorder situation. It's a reference. Yeah, dude. It's a reference. It's a tricorder. Star Trek references. <laughs> it's something I, have, I don't even know that reference at all. Uh, Star Trek. Well, oh, really? Beam me up, right, Matt? That's, yep, that's it. That's the spot. Nailed it. So, yeah, we got some new equipment. We're doing a bunch of cool shit. Um, this little baby little podcast is turning into a... Oh, no. This little embryo podcast is turning into a <laughs> little smell. baby. Literally downplaying us? <laughs> <laughs> I did. You were full a full flesh fetus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a massive chicken. We're going to be a full-on chicken. Yeah, we are. Feathers and all. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have so many feathers. I'm going to drop a bunch of feathers, too, just because. Because I right. feel like if I was a chicken, I would drop all my feathers. You'd just be a naked chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Why? It seems like a, an inconvenience. An inc- feathers or nakedness? Yeah, feathers. Feathers. Oh, okay. You can go for it. I feel like it's <laughs> integral to you flying, but whatever. Well, whatever. So, what's going on with you and your bar? Uh, not a whole lot. It's actually been a really fun few weeks. Well, I'll say few weeks several two two weeks have been really good wait few several two right i uh-huh. okay it's like a sidetrack but it's been good uh but uh <laughs> i've always been one of the i always have to double check people because <laughs> they'll be like do you want i'll take a i'll take a few waters and i'm like so you want three i'll take a couple waters two, two. okay yeah that's I'm like with a you. thing i know okay. two i know two and few yeah or a couple and few close yeah yeah i know what that means yeah, well, not everyone does, apparently. So, when so they, I always have happens? to double check them. Well, so I'll say a few, and there'll obviously be like five people there. And I'm like, so do you want just for the, f- like, a f- like three of you? Or few is <laughs> in like half of you? Like, but it's true. Half Some, of five. Like, there's a big group of people a lot of times. And yeah, like, I always just try to double check. It's just a funny little thing. It's like a thing that I, I do. I end up being like sick of the question. And like, <laughs> and I'm like. Like, I've started kind of having to do that where because I have so many times like guests come up and they're just kind of like oh can I get a vodka soda and you're like yeah sure and so you make the vodka soda and then the second you're presenting it to them and putting it down in the bar they're like oh I meant two <laughs> I'm like oh that's funny because you said one yeah. you know like you, you have to start asking them. and they'd be like oh, yeah. you want you want one right and they're like oh no two and I'm like okay perfect yeah. yes I'm glad we commiserated on that yeah. well I, I agree I, I definitely used to really think about that question be concerned about and make sure that they were ordering the right thing these days not so much i go mm-hmm. you want a few i and i just fucking give <laughs> just them, make them i eat. just give Perfect. them three or i look at all of them i'm like just send them around to waters like yeah you and know we, not we got much, it speaking of, now that we're speaking of waters uh that's the number one thing i don't give people <laughs> right isn't and that not, like wasn't not, there some weird la thing where we couldn't without oh, them oh, asking no, no california thing is oh, because california. of where you're in uh, drought um, no, but it's like one of the, I know every bartender has this thing where basically there's always one thing you never remember. My thing is water. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many times somebody asks me if I'm busy, I go, yep. And then I just move right on. It's not, it's seriously like not consciously I do it. I want to give them water. I'm like, yeah, you should drink water because water is good. It's the thing that like makes you live. And um, <laughs> Nice. That's what they taught yeah, me in school. And so, so I want to give you water. But when somebody orders it, I'd say 90% of the time I don't give it to them. <laughs> but also when you give it to them, do they actually drink it? Because that's-, that's the other thing. People will order it, you know, from us and it's like, well, set it down in front of them and just be like, here you go, here's your water. And then they order their cocktails. They take one delicate little sip almost to prove something to their friends that they had some water. They set it down and then they don't drink it. 
And it's like, I still yeah. think. And that's a waste. Uh, I don't know. I think that depends on the bar. Because at my bar, it's like a reflex. Every cocktail you order, we're you just put reflexively it. just going to give you a glass of water. Yeah. Because so many people order it so often that it became kind of annoying for us to do it by order. So we just go ahead and give you that water. And the funny thing is, their first cocktail, we'll give them the water. They'll chug that whole thing. And then they'll stare at you and be like, can I get a refund? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. <laughs> See, we okay. kind of put up a picture. So yeah. it was just kind of like, it's right over there. Yeah, this is like a interesting because we have two very different sides of the coin here. And also we have two different voices that we've never listened to on this podcast. That is very true. Yeah. Um, man, let's get right into it. Let's introduce let's our guests because we have a very fun episode today because we have not one. But two, two <laughs> bartenders. I really got, I really panicked there for a second. Really? So. I know. Well, I did. I saw your eyes. I was looking. Like, I was looking I was just straight. Looking around. In the, yeah, I was yeah. looking straight into Matt's eyes. I'm like, if you how don't many get do we this, have? Is there an audible that I don't know? Yeah, about? I'm like, if you don't get it, like you're reading what I'm thinking, right? I'm reading what you're thinking. All right, good. Perfect. Yeah, two. <laughs> for, yeah. All right, few. Yeah, so we well, got two bartenders. All right. I'm going to introduce one. You introduce the other. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, I choose Lady. Because nice. I'm a lady. Well, some would say. <laughs> I would say so. Um, so anyhow, I am going to introduce the incredible and fantastic and um, really awesome. And also my spirit animal. That's true. That happened the first time I met you. Jesus, my heart rate just spiked up like crazy. I achieve something right now. Uh, we got the most awesome fucking strong lady in the world, Sarah Choi. Hey, hey, I'm Sarah Choi. I bar manage 4100 up in Silver Lake. The address is 4100 Sunset Boulevard up on Old School Sunset Junction. Come on by. They like postcards, so send them postcards. Oh, we love all the retro things. Nice. <laughs> all right, Matt, I like you take it. this Batter next up. one. Well, we have the devilishly handsome, deliciously... <laughs> Talented. Don't, don't, you don't get your adjectives better than mine. <laughs> the uh, craftsman himself and happens to be a... Do you do actually bartend still? You do, I right? do still okay, bartend perfect. every once in a while. Put it on the resume as well. And a brand ambassador himself, Mr. Tristan Uhl, correct? Yes. Nailed it. So I am a beverage director and a bar manager over at Resident in downtown LA Arts District. It's uh, 428 South Hewitt Street. Live music venue slash classic and craft cocktail bar. And then also uh, Los Angeles market manager brand rep for Compass Box Whiskey. Woo! And not to mention like outdoor destination downtown. Yes, exactly. Because it's a place <laughs> actually in this city, even though it is hot and beautiful outside, where you can actually sit outside. So we runs- have two really amazing bar tenders, bar managers in the shack right now <laughs> yeah it's a descriptor it's not necessarily as one word I, what would you describe it? i'd say like it's not a fucking shanty? shack that's shanty? for sure it's like a workspace workspace yeah yeah okay all right i mean awesome podcast studio exactly yes there you go yeah it's, it's awesome it's um until it gets to like a lava levels of you mean of it has like central air <laughs> oh, yeah like it has central yeah air. we have a cat we have a beautiful couch over here uh, yeah, that um, the festive blanket on it. Yeah, it's very festive. They fan you with palm mm-hmm. leaves. Mm-hmm. Several servants. Yeah. Thankfully, the weather is great, so we're all. It is. It's yeah. been fantastic lately. I moved here for this weather. I'm not mad about it. 
When people no, complain about air conditioning, about I'm just yeah. like, no, I don't need it. I mean, well, realistically, have seven perfect months out of the year, and mm-hmm. then the other 12 minus 7 numbers math that I don't know is kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah, so, as in it's somewhat overcast every so often. So the listeners who are not in the Los Angeles area, we're talking about LA weather. Yeah. <laughs> and there might be a little envy. There might not be. I've lived in different climates it's always fun no matter what, as long as you got a nice bottle of whiskey. So. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking know, of whiskey, oh, uh, we do want to introduce the cocktail we're sipping on tonight. Normally, our mixtress Adele would be here and making our sweet, sweet, tasty beverages or savory. I don't know. Whatever she decides to make. But she was under the weather and we're wishing her all the best. And we sent her. Tying it all together. Uh, mm-hmm. Love. Love, support, well and, wishes. In, and, on, uh, in a arm's distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Solid amount of space as well. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But so we were really um, fortunate, though, to have Tristan on tonight because he is the representative of the Compass Box brand and he made us a cocktail. So do you mind doing a little bit of a plug for your brand? Oh, and, yeah, not at all. Uh, the cocktail that we're drinking. Uh, so I will probably go into the brand first. So uh, Compass Box Whiskey was actually started in 2000 uh, by John Glazer. Most people know him because he worked for uh, Johnny Walker, actually, for the longest time. So in the year 2000, he kind of left. And, in the year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> you know, Y2K. Uh, so he decided, that you know, at that time, actually, like whiskey, especially scotch, was not like really in its peak. Like people really were not drinking it that much. So he decided he was going to leave and start his own whiskey company, which he did in his kitchen. And what? then, yeah, he did it in his kitchen. I mean, seriously, there's not much more of like a labor of love than that is starting a company in your kitchen. Uh, but I mean, it's developed into the company that it is now. I make bacon in my kitchen. Right. <laughs> Your and company that's a, awaits. That's a labor of love for sure. I buy pizza and eat it in my kitchen. But... <laughs> I make a lot of popcorn in my kitchen. Yeah, I was like, my kitchen is more of a bar than an actual kitchen. But, you know, mm-hmm. Rub Hub now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the people that keep us bartenders yeah, fed. Door Dasher's my main. Oh, Thank you for keeping us fed while we're working. Daddy's what, what? 24 hours. Anyway, what are we talking about? Whiskey. But yeah, cool. we're talking about whiskey. So once again, uh, Compass Box. Um, now we are the company that we are today. Actually, everything that we do is uh, blended scotch. So um, John Glazer is kind of like a mad scientist. He he will buy up lots of something that he tastes that he decides there's something I can do with this. Like someday, I don't know what it is yet, but there's something I can do. Today, specifically, the ones I brought are the ones that mostly the bar industry is going to be familiar with, which is our uh, Great King Street blends, basically. So we have the Glasgow blend, which is going to be a little bit more peaty. And then we have the Artist blend, which is going to be your less peaty, your rich, round, fruity. Depending on the cocktail that you're making, you know, whatever you want out of scotch, you can get it from these two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cocktail that I made tonight actually was using Artist Blend. It's a classic cocktail called a Mamie Taylor. It's along the lines of like a buck or a mule. So it actually incorporates using a blended whiskey. Like I said, we used uh, Artist Blend. And then we do it a little bit differently. We put uh, grapefruit juice in there, still a little bit of lime, and then top it with ginger beer. It's very summery, very delightful. Yeah, it was It was actually really refreshing. We yeah. watched the sunset with it. It was very nice. Beautiful sunset. Yeah. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Easy drinking. We, but yes. we always yeah. do a sunset before uh, we get into this podcast, by the way. Mm-hmm. On a side note, guys, um, so earlier before this podcast, uh, Tristan here was lovely enough to bring these bottles over for us to taste. And I'm going to tell you right now, I am a fairly young person. 
And there is this theory that's going on that eventually when you get older, you develop a taste for peaty scotches or iodine scotches. And I am, I may be a manager, guys, but I still have a palate for certain things and I still have a palate that I don't have. And PD and iodine scotches are something that I'm still getting accustomed to taste. And I trust me, I go to plenty of tastings all the time and I usually sit there, I drink it and I spit it out. But that bottle he brought, what was that? This that was the Artist Blend. The Artist Blend. I'm very sensitive to be to tasting PD scotches, but guys, this was delicious. Meat on the rocks, just maybe a straw full of water. If that I would I promise you that would be a great beginner step to a PD blended scotch. Try it out. Exactly. And that's kind of the, one of the main things about Compass Box too is that whiskey, I'm sure as all of us know as bartenders, whiskey is one of the, you know, you can do the most probably with that specific genre. You know, it's like there's only so many things I think you can do with vodka or so many things you can do with gin, even though you're putting botanicals. But whiskey, you can drastically alter the flavor based on, you know, what type of grain or malt you're putting it in, what kind of, you know, wood finish you're putting into it. So a lot of people will steer away from drinking scotch because they are afraid of peat. But it's like certain ones you're going to get are not going to have a really high peat profile. You know, it's the... Uh, the artist blend is about 50 50 it has a decent amount of malt versus grain too so you're not going to be you know punched in the face you know where it's like whatever you're getting is going to be like nothing single malt solid peat mm -hmm. yeah, yeah exactly like, nothing like the like yeah am i drinking an old person right now <laughs> yeah i always used to say it was like you know my mother being from the united kingdom that it was like i used to not like i was one of those people that did not like peaty scotches and i was like well this is you know, peat, it's found in a bog. I'm drinking my ancestors. Like there's something wrong about it. <laughs> but now I realize it's delicious. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's one of those things. I used to hate it. And eventually I got to a point and I tasted enough that I was ready to start venturing into something different. And maybe my, you know, my taste buds, like we were talking about earlier, it's like every seven years, apparently your mouth just completely sloughs itself off and no, you have like a whole new set of taste buds. every six years your cells regenerate. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so like everything completely is like new. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. And you know what Pan else convenient. is fantastic? Is the scotch. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice. Nailed it. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing it. Yeah, and, this is um, delicious. You guys are awesome because you're both here and you're both bar managers. And um, let's. I want to get into a little bit about that as far as the perception you guys have compared to being behind the bar as a bartender. Because I know you both bartend as well as bar managers, but is there anything that you see in a different way as a bar manager? Um, so uh, it's it's a really strange topic for me to attack. Right now I don't want to say attack. That's a very aggressive word. Uh, it's a really strange topic in general just because when you're just a bartender and someone gives you that opportunity to become a bar manager, it's just, it seems so amazing. It seems like a great opportunity, which it is. I'm not, I'm not shorting that at all. It just seems like that one step you realize that if you want to turn this into career, that's the step and mm -hmm. you're totally psyched for it. And it is, it is a great step. But <laughs> the difference between between being a bar manager and just being a bartender, even behind the bar, when you're behind the bar, even as, a, as an amazing bartender, your job specifically is to be aware of your guests. And take note, I don't say customers or patrons, I say guests because 
I say guests because in, in a sense, when you see them at your bar, it's like being at your house and you're being a host. That's your main job. It's mainly pure hospitality. Cocktails are very important, but you, when you are bartending enough, you get a sense of the golden ratio. You get a sense of knowing how to create mm -hmm. drinks to a, to a guest taste profile, right? Mm -hmm. You know how to adjust the martini. You know how to adjust the sweetness level when they ask for it. I feel like that as a bartender is a great, great quality. But when you get past that experience, when you become a bar manager, it's not just about being aware of your cocktail's quality per guest. It's not about just being aware and looking over your shoulder and seeing if someone's trying to get your attention. When you become a bar manager, you're so much more aware and so much more attuned to things at your specific bar where you realize, oh, that light's not on as well as it should be. Or, oh, that that corner speaker isn't playing music the way it should be. Or just small. It's like the entire experience. Hypersensitivity. Hyper yeah, to, <laughs> like to all the tiny, fine details. Tiny, small things. You'll notice it all the time. Like at my bar, if anyone's been to 4100, we have these drapes and curtains that fall along the ceiling. And one day I literally walked in for my shift. I was, that was a very specific day. I didn't have to come into the morning to be a manager. I just literally clocked in as a bartender that night. And I clocked in, I opened the bar and I looked around and I was like, why do those curtains look lower? <laughs> oh my God, somebody climb on them. Usually <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm, Okay, so I'm a little Asian girl. I'm 5'3". I'm 5'3", too! Right, so <laughs> before that day, if I tried to, like, put my fingertips and touch those curtains or drapes that was coming off the ceiling, I couldn't. I couldn't at all. And that day, I was like, you look significantly lower. So I walked around, and I Was there somebody it. sleeping in there? Right, okay, so <laughs> yeah. here's a weird thing. So I touched it, and it... it well, it went well past my fingertips. And I was like, I'm 5'3". There's no way someone's going to walk in here that's taller than me and not notice this either. So I started freaking out. And I'm like, who changes all the drapes in my bar? And I called my bar director. And I was like, what happened? I saw this. What's going on? And he was like, oh, right. I forgot to tell you. A cleaning crew came in. And they, like, did a bunch of stuff. And I was like, well, dude. I wonder how many bugs were in there. Oh, oh no, God, no I know, bugs. right? In all honesty, uh, my bar is very, very clean. It's more of a dust issue. Oh. Mm, I can see because that. Because of all the drapes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very interesting to be a manager because you become this repair maintenance person where you learn so much about plumbing, mm -hmm. draft lines, your CO2, your nitrogen, your... Handyman stuff, things you never Everything. thought, or woman handy, you know. Even painting. I've repainted the bathrooms at my mm -hmm. bar myself, and holy shit! I'm not gonna lie, I didn't realize how tiring that would be mm -hmm. until I physically had to do it, and I was like, "Do you feel the same way?" No, I Tristan? feel exactly the same way. I mean, she was saying. You get so used to just being a bartender and focusing on what you're doing with your guests. And I'm the very same way, too. And so it's like if somebody comes into our bar, it's like they're a guest. It's those little things that are in attention to detail that shows that you actually want that position, that you want to make that into a career. Because there are, especially specifically living in Los Angeles or living in New York or someplace where there is a large quantity of actors. Not that there's anything wrong with actor bartenders, but some of us are lifers. Some of us, you know... Yeah. You know, it, we went to school. We LA had... is a unique place for bartending. Oh, it is. It is right. definitely a unique place. But, um, you know, in Seattle, when I lived there uh, for a while, it was like it was all pretty much career bartenders. But here, it's a nice mix of it. It's people that are acting and are bartending at the same time. But 
regardless, everyone that bartends is always kind of working on something else at the same time. Which is something really cool. It was an yeah. adjustment for me, for sure, because coming from Baltimore bartending and then coming here, and then like in Baltimore, very serious about it. Like, yeah. I mean, like, Life or death, like everything, like knows everyone. Everyone's has been like everyone's Mm -hmm. connected, and everyone knows what everyone's doing, and like there's events that everyone puts together. And then coming to LA, it was like a really hard transition. Uh, But this is what I found is like just it's a different game. It's very much there's people, even though it's like it is you know a side job game. Bands, there's a lot of people that are in bands, but the bar, all the bartenders are talented motherfuckers. Exactly, they're all very experienced and they know what they want to do. And it's like for me and it for a lot of other bartenders too. It's like you kind of always have that that feeling that you know people judge you or that you know because you're in the bar industry or it's like you know oh you do this because you you didn't succeed at something. Yeah. Well, there. Who the hell judges bartenders for working that job? Some people do because they. Do you ever get talked down to because no, people assume, no. oh, you work in a bar? It's like, oh, maybe you failed at college, and it's like, I have a degree. Like, I went to college. I just found out that this was more in line with my life, and actually ended up the thing that I did on the side to pay for stuff turned into a better career than what I thought I wanted to go to school for. So it's like working in a bar, having that attention to detail, learning about why the cocktails were made, you know, the history of them, and then getting promoted and moving up to, you know, bar manager, beverage director. It is, it's a passion. It's something that you do because you, you want to do it. It's, it's not something that you do really because you have to. On a side note, if you don't have the passion for the bar industry and you get promoted to bar management, I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't have the passion, you will burn out. Don't even try. You really, really do need to have the energy and the passion for spirits, for bar. Not even not even all that, but in general, the hospitality aspect. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a it's not a casual kind of job situation. But how many of us uh, uh, how many of us have seen that though? Yeah, where someone has true. been promoted into that but, situation. I mean, I think it's a certain type of personality that ends up being the ones that are promoted in those positions because yeah. you do have to have a certain qualification of know-how, integrity, mm-hmm. um, work ethic, and all these different things to be able to tackle a position that really does everything besides owning the bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you have to realize you are in like... Completely agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are in like still hospitality and like you, your guests are extremely important and they're like, they are guests. They're not just. No, definitely. I mean, people that walk in and have They pay your paycheck. Chill. They're people you get to know, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's like you work someplace for years. It's like you know everything about those people's lives. Yeah. You know, you're involved in it. Like a bunch of stuff, you know? And mm-hmm. it's crazy. So. I mean, when you get far enough into being a manager at a certain bar, you. I mean, every bar has a certain amount of regulars. Mm-hmm. But it's not just about having regulars. It's about having a staff or being a manager to understand your clientele and really getting to know them. And, and at the end of the day, even becoming friends with them and having, for example, at my bar 4100, I have plenty of regulars where we would have Sunday barbecues and I would text them or do a Facebook message and we would try to have like a community barbecue or just a community bowling thing or just, we would just in general try to make an activity or event where we can all hang out and not be at the bar, which is great. It's great to be at the bar. But it's still also amazing to really connect with your patrons and your guests to hang out outside of the bar and really make that connection. Absolutely. Then they become friends. I was talking to somebody recently at the bar. I forget what it was about, but I was basically just being like, yeah, literally I've been bartending for the last 10 years 
and every single person that is my best friend and like have helped me in my life for the last 10 years was from bartending. Like yeah. every mm-hmm. single Either person. Either people you worked with or people that were your regulars, people that came in that you got to know. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. like even extended from that, being mm-hmm. like uh, somebody I met as a regular or somebody I met as a customer. Literally last night I was bartending and we're doing this event on Monday and I've been setting up this new sound system that I've never done before. And these two guests at my bar, never met them before in my life, I started talking about the cocktail I'm going to be making at this like event. And they were like, oh, let me know when this cocktail comes on your menu. I'm like, oh, no, it's not for this bar. It's like this is the event that we're doing. And they're like, oh, what's the event? And so I end up, they end up buying tickets to the event. And then they're like, wait, you're doing a sound thing? They're like, well, we're both sound engineers. And I'm like, no way, dude. Random. Yeah. And okay. I'm like, okay, they're like, you want us to come here early and we'll set this thing up for you? And I'm like, yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, I do, because I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, no, clearly, I know a little bit, because if you're listening, this is on <laughs> the on the air. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, it's not a whole flop. But yeah, like, it's usually like a little, you know, it's not the best quality. Like, so it's like, it's a learning process. It's been DIY since we've started. So yeah, everything, everyone I've ever met in my life of bartending has always been a really, like, genuinely f- helpful, amazing, like, people it's been fucking awesome yeah well, i mean i got invited to a wedding from i just go into the cat like after or before work or after or whatever and, yeah and met tumble and, and <laughs> tumble me, shout complete, out tumble yeah completely invited me to a wedding his wedding i mean this job is so amazing in a sense of who you can meet in a sense of even celebrities a-list b-list c-list whatever celebrities. Mm-hmm. all right let's oh, name yeah. a celebrity everyone name a celebrity a one like what a-list I mean, don't matter. Yeah, you right. na- you name celebrity. your own yeah, one celebrity. Whoever, somebody. Cool. I have a really good story about this too. It actually just happened about a month ago. Somebody that I, you know, ended up getting to know because of the industry. So it was oh, Cindy awesome. Crawford. Ah! That's so cool. Wait, who is that? Ah! Okay. So this is why I had the story because she introduced herself wait, wait, wait. to me and also, I was like, girl, I know who you are. But also Sarah already introduced herself as younger. So True. any listeners that... I, I just didn't explain my age because I didn't want to make it a thing, but okay. I but just thought it was weird but that But you she... just did. You just made it a thing. You don't I'm know who Cindy... You I'm don't know who Cindy Crawford is. I did think it was weird. I remember explaining, you know, to friends. I was like, she introduced herself to me. Like, the whole time, it's like, I'm sorry. Like, I am a mid-30s gay guy. Like, I know who she is. Wait, so like, the Cindy second she Crawford came in, I clocked was her. was like, I'm Cindy Crawford? Well, because she was standing at the bar and I was staring at her and I was like nudging people next to me. I was like, girl, that's Cindy Crawford. Girl, that's Cindy Crawford. Like, and, <laughs> and she just noticed and she came over and she was like, hi, you know, I'm Cindy Crawford. I was like, Cindy so Crawford's the first supermodel. So I'm clearly. <laughs> Baby Gia. She was like. No idea. She's the about. she's yeah. the original supermodel. She's the mole girl, yeah, the Pepsi commercials. I don't know supermodels. This was in the eighties. It was right, it, well early nineties. No, Linda Evangelista. Oh, 80s, yeah, dude. it was eight. Started in the eighties. No, but late eighties. She 80s. was oh, yeah. still working. Straight up, late eighties. Mm-hmm. Giselle, whatever. That's the only one I know that's a model. Giselle. Something. She was actually a little bit later though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Giselle yeah, Bunchen. I don't know anything. I don't know time frames. Yeah, I don't know time frames on modeling, but that was mine. Sarah, who's your model? Who's your not model? Who's your model? Who's, okay, who's well, your uh, now celebrity? It's really awkward because the ones that I recognize are very young. <laughs> that's and, okay. No, and I, pro- I probably won't even recognize them if they came okay, to my well, Okay, in all honesty, the ones that have honestly starstruck me was um, there was this guy that was the main character of Teen Wolf. Oh, Michael oh, J. Michael Fox. J. Fox. Oh, shit. 
No, 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 no. The reboot. The reboot. There's no they did a reboot. I know. I was like, wait a minute. There's a TV show that did the reboot. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, this dynamic Okay, Tristan, you and I are showing our age for sure. We're like Michael J. Fox. Team Wolf that was on MTV. Was uh the the little well? This boy. is your first problem. You're watching MTV post music. Well, what's wrong right. with that? That was <laughs> what I grew up. We're not here to criticize <laughs> viewing anyways, habits. Yeah. Anyways, I know. I feel like it sounds like such an old lady. Okay, fine. <laughs> besides him, the only other celebrities that came into my bar, <sighs> which I clearly don't know about, my staff freak out about. Ooh, is, um, some guy from Mad Men, the main character. John Hamm? Oh, yeah, I love yeah. John Hamm. John oh Hamm. He used to come he, into my old bar, too. He's my bar all the time. He's on Kimmy Schmidt, too. He is. He's cute, man. And, he's adorable. Uh, yeah. Childish Gambino. There's things I'm oh, not yeah. going to say. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, he's coming with a twist. Over, to... And I saw Kirsten Stewart and that girl, Emma Stone. Emma, nope. Ro- Watson? Robertson? No. Okay. So I had to throw them out of my bar. She's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're I, talking about. I yelled at them. I had to throw them out of who? my bar. I didn't know who they were. Wait, Kristen no, that... Stewart and that Emma. Really? We have a trailer out in the back, and they were arm wrestling out there, laying on the ground, and our bar back was trying to take garbage out. And I just, I kept <laughs> noticing it out of, like, the side of my eye, and I was like, I don't know what you're doing, but you cannot be back there. There was a line for the bathroom. The bar backs were trying to get through. Ew. And then everybody told me, they're like, that was Kristen Stewart. I was like, hoping you were there. Matt, who's yours? Oh, okay. So the one, well, everyone knows, everyone knows about the like JoJo crush I have, and she's come in like she's like come in once. (laughs) It's still (laughs) like JoJo crush. Still, Uh, I have no idea who this is, but yeah, she is. She's like sweet as hell. I know I felt Um, bad. I didn't know who she was. Anyone in my generation will know her for the famous song "Leave, Get Out." Yeah, and And it's like not shit. Don't know that? Be ashamed. I'm ashamed. I agree. I'm instantly ashamed. Yeah, I'm a little ashamed because I actually. But I, I don't. But also, I listen to like death metal. So I know. Same here. I saw your mega death pillow, and I was like, I listen to metal. So I'm like, I, don't know. I went and saw Slayer's last tour. It was oh, fucking awesome, dude. That's amazing. Uh, right. They're touching hands. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. uh, but the the gentleman who comes in all the time and is the sweetest person in the world, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, I wanted to make sure I got his first name right. Uh, Walton Goggins. He Who is owns that? Mulholland Distilling. Does he? Does he rap for those guys? Yeah, Who he is owns it? it. Oh, really? So it explains it a lot for why he comes into my bar okay. so often. Then, so Walton so Goggins nice. and Matt Alper, L.A. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. amazing, amazing people. They own uh, Mulholland Distilling, so they have a gin, a vodka, I, and I a love their we gin. Carry their, we carry their gin and their cucumber. It's yeah. very cucumbery. I love well, it. So. But. So but, he's one of the owners. Yeah, holy shit. Wow, I know a lot about this. Stuff yeah, we were actually resident was the first bar in Los Angeles to carry. To carry Mulholland, so it's like I love them. They're amazing, amazing I, I, people. We have their gin at my bar too. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, after that amazing talk of wait, every- I didn't tell my celebrity. Oh, oh yeah, who was oh, yours? Yeah. Uh, mine was uh, Polly Shore. Oh wait, oh, yeah. what? That name is familiar, but oh, I don't know who no. that is. The weasels, reason the juice. Yeah, Lisa nothing. The oh, the you'd recognize is. him. Stephen Tyler PJs. Stephen Tyler PJs. Yeah, okay, nothing. I know she or he, she, he, he, or she. I don't know what he does. My bar. Does what he? Yeah, what pronouns he goes by these days? But I don't. I don't know. No, I have no idea. That's okay. That's a Google search. Oh, there he is. Yeah, oh. sorry. I'm sorry. Matt just showed me a picture. I'm like, oh, that, you got him. Got, yeah. got, got it. Well, because yeah, we know, I got it. I we got know it. him as uh, the person he's like now. 
I didn't know his name. I mean, I've seen him. But I like just, I didn't him, know. You know, the man. juice and like going, you know, yeah. under the squishy machine. I love machine him, but then and... even more so, Artemis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, I She's my girl. Was, Fucking yeah. love her, dude. Yeah. Nice. She's I can best. just say how I feel so left out from this. <laughs> I, uh, what? One of, the few, <laughs> one of the few people that have But that, I feel like this is it. like kind of getting into like something that might happen with bartenders that, that we have some stories that we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do do that. That's what we do here. Oh, yeah, especially in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Uh, so speaking of which, uh, we might as well just have everyone settle down, go ahead and uh, get a drink as well. Um, something to sip on, maybe? Some scotch, per chance? Uh-huh. Oh, compass mug scotch. I'm right. assuming these are for the listeners. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, we it also reaffirms... You guys are picking up what Matt's putting down. Yeah, for oh, yeah. <laughs> you're picking up what I'm putting down. Because we've been doing this for it's a little like bit It's like a mission now. statement I always try <laughs> to remind myself every time we do this, because I kind of forget. But... And I also go, Matt, you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it happens like 70% of the also, time. Also, keep in mind, folks, Jameson is a great bottle. Don't mind sipping on that. I got them all upstairs after this bad boy. That's my favorite. <laughs> I never touched Jameson before I have to do things. <laughs> before I have to do things. Yeah. Oh, girl. Jameson is like the sip and drink of the night. Ooh, he's a generous man. Lady, you don't know me. Ooh. <laughs> girl, you do not know me. <laughs> she takes Ooh. full advantage of that guy. <laughs> That's true. All right. Yeah. Anyway, before we go on that journey, let's get this journey together and go on it. <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> let's go on a magical journey together. Into this insane and, and, and pretty often fun, fun world of bartending, shall we? Let's do that. Yep, went through a slide whistle there. No, that was like the. Oh, that was a transition. Yeah. Got it. Oh no, I mean, I don't know. I thought that was like going into like a, a like a world. Yeah, wormhole. There yep. we go. We'll come like Wayne's World, which is probably another Yeah, we should just do that, right? Sarah, I think you're gonna go first, aren't you? Still feeling left out, but yeah, sure. All right. Do it. Um, so what's up? What do you want me to share? I don't know. Is there um, some kind of like, I don't know. It could be wild story, something more fun. It could um, be. Okay, it, how about this? I personally have three memorable stories and two of them about pe- about kicking people out. Okay. Let's do, do one of those. And the last one was just a girl having the best bachelorette party of her life. Perfect. Let's do... Two, two, the that the first one and the last okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. The first one and the last um, one. <laughs> so I was actually bartending that night. I think it was a honestly, it was a Wednesday. It was it was a weekday. It was a fairly chill, loungy, slowish night. Not too slow, or we're not going to do anything. But it was good enough. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was working that night, and I have two beautiful regulars both girls that come in and every time they come in, I honestly know what they want as soon as they step through that door. It's a kettle tonic and a kettle soda. Done. They always order the same exact things. So I remember them. I remember the girls coming in and make their drinks. And there was this guy. He was. Okay, before I start explaining things, I want everyone to know I'm not very educated about a lot of different ethnicities. I, I'm just not. So if I butcher this, I'm sorry. I'm just letting you know I'm uneducated. So don't hate me. I think he was Swedish or some something like that. So he had a very European accent. Okay, yeah, I like an accent. But I think he said he was from Sweden or something like that. And point being, he was um, drinking at my bar and he got a gin and tonic. So I served him the gin and tonic. 
Uh, I took a lap, saw some other guests, came back up after about like five minutes just to check up on him. And I realized the second time I check up on him, he downed his first drink and he wanted to order a second. But when he was ordering his second drink, I'm not going to lie, as a bartender, there's a very, very thin line on trying to understand someone's accent versus understanding if they're slurring and they, they're mm-hmm. drunk. Oh, dude. Very well. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like, it's really, really hard, especially if you haven't heard enough accents. So for a solid five minutes, I was trying to figure out, like, he was just ordering a drink and just sparking up conversation. And I was trying to figure out, are you drunk or is that your accent? And since he wasn't bothering anyone, I was like, all right, I'll just I'll just give you your second gin and tonic. Not a big deal. And unfortunately, after that second gin and tonic, he finished that. I, you know, I was doing some stuff at the bar, cleaning, doing maintenance and checking the checking the rounds. And my two female regulars that had the kettle soda, kettle tonic, they went to the restroom. It was about like eight minutes, came back. And I was like, oh, hey, so do you want a second or second or third round? And they're like, no, we're going to we're going to close out. And I was a little surprised by the fact they closed out so early because these girls are the kind of girls where they order up until about a fifth or sixth drink. Yeah, they stick. So the fact that they closed down on their second round, I was kind of like creeped out. Yeah, so I was like, what's going on, girl? <laughs> right. Like, what's happening? Like, are you okay? Are you feeling all right? Like, did you have a really bad day or did you get called out? Like, do you have an early morning? What's going on? I was just genuinely curious. And at that point, because I asked enough questions as a female, they finally felt comfortable as another female to tell me that that European Swedish dude followed them into the bathroom. Oh, oh no. God. What? Followed them into the bathroom. And he at the same time, while he was walking them to the restroom, he was apparently explaining to them that he had a really, really bad breakup and he was going through a hard time and just giving all these negative excuses of his life to make the girls empathetic about it. Mm-hmm. And so he literally followed them into the women's restroom. I'm not saying like just the hallway, but into the bathroom. Pretty sure in Jesus. Sweden that's a bad idea too. That yeah, is like, a, it's like a horrible idea. Shitty thing to do. Shitty yeah. thing. And so when they came out and they started try to close out their tab, I started asking enough questions where they eventually opened up to me and they explained that okay, like you know, I love this bar, I love hanging out here, but this guy just followed us into the bathroom and yeah. we just want to close out. Not and cool. I was like, hey, if someone makes you feel this uncomfortable or someone does something like that. All you have to do is let the bartenders or the bouncer know. Yeah, because exactly. that is like done, not yeah. okay. We automatically kick them out. So again, that happened. And once they opened up and told me what happened, I told them straight up, no matter what man says anything about their life that make you empathetic about, they should never follow you into a woman's restroom. No. They should never pressure you. They should never, like, none of those things should happen. And so I told them, don't close out because you're uncomfortable. Let me fix that situation for you. Because this, clearly this guy overstepped his boundaries that night that no one else has noticed except for you until you spoke about it. So let me handle this. So I went up to that guy and I literally just poured him a gin and tonic and they told me that situation in like two minutes. So he didn't even take a sip and I took his drink away. I tossed it. I gave him a refund. Here's your $7 back for that basic gin and tonic. And I went up to him and I looked him straight him in the face and I told him, 
hey man, I am, I apologize for the situation, but you're making a few people very uncomfortable in this bar. And this is not that type of bar. So I need you to leave. Here's a water. You can take your time, drink that water. If you want a coffee, you can't drive home if you drove. Here's a coffee, take your time, drink that. But please, once you finish, go ahead and leave. And after about 10 minutes, he refused and he started giving me crap. He's of course like, he did. You yeah. don't understand what I'm talking about. You don't understand what I went through. And I was like, you know what, dude? I don't understand your life. I don't understand what you went through at all. But all I can tell you right now is that what you did here tonight in this situation, in this moment, you went past a certain line. And that is why I'm not serving you. And I'm being as polite as possible. But if I really wanted to be an asshole to you right now, I can call my bouncer and he can throw you out. So what I'm telling you right now is finish your water, call your lifter Uber and get out of here peacefully. Don't make me call someone to throw you out because you seem like a nice enough guy. And I don't know where you're from, but you cannot follow girls into the restroom. Period. Yeah. Yeah. What was his reason? Did he ever explain that? Like why he Honestly, was he was bathroom? he was really drunk and he He probably had no idea even He what just he was doing. mumbled a yeah. lot of things that didn't make sense and it mm-hmm. was all about his country and I told him, I don't I'm not gonna lie, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be unpatriotic. Mm-hmm. I just don't know anything about your country. But no matter what, you should not follow a girl into the restroom and make her uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an acceptable situation. It's just, it's very, situation. very strange. I mean, multiple people using a bathroom, it's like, that's, uh, yeah, that's a little bit different. Yeah, unisex bathroom's fine, but if it's a woman's restroom. You're following someone into a stall, that is one of those things where it's like, you've had a little too much to drink, we have to address this, I have to let. And it's an invasion of literal privacy. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and, you know, and you handled it expertly, I, you know, just from my... I yeah. mean, it was like, just interesting because he was trying to give me crap about how I don't understand all, and I literally told him, I don't need to understand. Yeah. and I'll be all, this is my bar. Exactly. Like, and my bouncer has my back, I have my customers back, all exactly. my bartenders have... Exactly. You know, we're, we're like a family. Yeah. Like, you know? at some points, these guests have to realize that, yeah, we do appreciate their money, but when they step out of bounds in a sense of treating other guests and harassing them or harassing the bartenders. We have every right to kick them out. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to power trip over kicking people out of the bar. We don't don't do that at all. Because in a sense, you're giving us business. You're giving us money. But at the end of the day, if you're being that belligerent and you're causing other people to leave, that's when that's when you when we have to think about is you're costing us money. We have to kick you out. Yeah. yeah. Like Period. We sh- yeah. No, it's not a thing. And you know, that's because my whole thing too is especially recently when they did the switchover in California to I'm have gonna... like non gendered bathrooms, which I love. Oh wait. Yeah. I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna interrupt here. Go for it. Uh, real quick. Uh, it's me. It's Haunch. Haunch the one arm bouncer. He works the doors all downtown. He's older than Uncle Larry, but he's the nicest guy all around. Hey, Honch, cut these guys off. What was that you said? Uh, did, no, you, you gotta cut them off. Okay. Yeah, not that guy, the other guy. I can't tell if you're talking to me. <laughs> oh, well, just get him out of here. Hmm? You're here. Uh, yeah, we, Matt, Matt Hodge is here. Speaking of, of bouncing and uh, how yep. integral they are to 
to you know keeping the peace and making sure everyone's okay we we decided to get one because we've had several instances of infiltration on this podcast yeah we've had many 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 guest infiltrations yeah <laughs> well not guests but of just people that just randomly walk in here yeah and like they end up like just getting on the podcast and like and i mean we are very grateful for all of it but yeah I in mean, a weird but, way but they all end up being in here you so. told me when you hired me that there had only been about uh eight there had been eight infiltrations last week yeah. Guess, guess how many infiltrations there were this week? Shut up. How many? Six. <laughs> oh, so we're going down. So we're oh, going yeah. down. Oh, you're so giving us slowly. It is working. Oh, so Hunch, you're doing a really good job for us. Yeah. Pretty good. Hell yeah. Uh, dude, thank you so much. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Wait, Matt, do you want to give a little background about Hunch? Yeah, sure. Uh, so he is uh, the gentleman that we've met recently who just happenstance, you know, walked into my bar, actually. Yeah. And completely was just like, hey, man, like, I'm, I'm new to town. I'm uh, really just kind of looking for a job, and we're like, and I'm like, damn, doc, this guy's super. And you, you did, you had a drink with 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 me and everything, and mm-hmm. you're just very nice and personable. And I was like, oh, damn, like this guy would be awesome for the podcast. Yeah, like, just really low key, and yeah. And then like, you, Matt, you came to me and was like, dude, I dude, met like, this let's dude. hook this guy up, man. Like he yeah. seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah, and then like, not to put it subtly, but you're a very large, muscular gentleman. I feel mm-hmm. like you'd be perfect to intimidate well, those weird and then also you characters said, that we get around here. Yeah, and so then Matt, you connected uh, Hanch with us, and then like we did an interview, and uh, you have some background in bouncing and stuff, which was awesome. But then you know the weird thing was I was like, wow, you only have one arm. Yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. Yeah. So I was like, uh, okay, well that could be like maybe troublesome, but also we're, you know, we're just the yeah, podcast. Yeah. We're not, we're not dealing with, you know, like downtown LA fights or skid row situations. Well then I, but then also he said he worked downtown. Mm-hmm. And so that mm-hmm. made me feel like, okay, this seems like it was an like awesome situation. Yeah. So yeah. Got all the bases covered. You think it was like a, a fun story too, but I actually just, I cut it off and sold it. Uh, about, Wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what? That sounds a lot like lying. No. <laughs> you cut your arm off? I think... Wait, what when, are we talking about? When His people arm. see oh. the arm, I think they assume there's like a fun story. Uh, and so I tell people all kinds of things. A pelican ate it. <laughs> a oh dog ate it. Uh, I ate it. Oh, shit. But I, none of them is true. I simply cut it off and I sold it. Who needed oh, Jesus. it? Uh, my, my dad, it was more like a trade. It was, I wanted to use his car for the weekend and he was like, well, I'm needing an arm. (laughs) And so, so so you just gave it to him. That's very selfish. How did you cut it off? Me? Uh, I, I got a spatula and I just got it really hot (laughs) and I just kind of. Pushed it through my arm. That's Jesus. gnarly, dude. That's gnarly. It as yeah, cutting. it's like yes. a lightsaber situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> wow. I can I can cut. Actually, now that you say that, I can kind of tell because like the cut is it's not, not like, a slant. Yeah. It's kind of in a diagonal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's plastic kind of embedded in mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and the logo of the spatula kind of in my skin forever. But oh yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I got to use the car uh, that weekend. It's like so um, it's, great. it's um, lady made or whatever. What lady made. <laughs> It's an all-female no, it uh, grill Brady utensils. Maid? What? Lady yeah. maid? Lady maid. Never heard of this brand before. Mm. No, it's like, what's up? Rubbermaid. Rubbermaid. That's the one. Oh, it's Rubbermaid. I'm not going to lie, but I'm just going to say, no, thank you. 
to any sort of sexual <laughs> interaction or just to you me know, as I, a person? I'm a little strange. Sexual things, I'm all about confidence. Well, how are we at sexual things right now? Yeah, if you're going to rock told. it, if you mm. rock it, you rock it. I ain't going to hate you on it, but if you're going to serve me food, it's a little questionable. Oh, Wait, are you thinking that his arm's going to be like a uh, spatula? No, it's not. This isn't like a Spongebob yeah, situation like or anything Sponge like Bob that. Thing. No. <laughs> oh my God, you're spatula such a perfect 9, <laughs> I can totally see this now. Like, not to, not to make light of your situation. No, you yeah, are, but it's okay. I, yeah, everyone does. I know, I feel bad we're making fun of your spatula burnt off arm. Don't, don't feel bad. I like it. I'm, I'm, I think I like it not lately. I mean, I can tell you like it. You have it decorated very uh, dramatically. Mm-hmm. My yeah. dog is cool with it. <laughs> it's got a, you have like the, the what is it, uh, James Brown? No, that's not. No, he had, like one arm too. he had one arm, too. Oh, no. It's he like a, it It's like a... The clothing, it's like a drape. Michael Jackson? Dra- yeah, no. No, it's a... Prince? What? Uh, Prince? Prince yeah, that's what it is. That's like, exactly. Sleeves? It's just like a like a half, like... I don't know. There's like gotta a drape? Be. Yeah, basically. Can, like, I, just, can I tell you something about Prince? Can I tell you a little, a little fun fact? Sure. Yeah, I do. I don't know. I don't know who that is. <laughs> you don't know Prince? I know Prince. What is going on with this show? People that don't get these cultural references... Well, he, he was he's the artist formerly known as Prince. Don't confuse me, Ferber. <laughs> he was like pre Michael Jackson era. Ah, yeah. There we go. A little more edgy, well, possibly con- concurrent. Kind of yeah. metro. He looked very metro or 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 gay. I don't know what he was. Mm-hmm. I I really I don't. actually don't know either. Right. He was it. he was like metro. He was badass and musician. He had, like, yeah, he was Prince never girls. actually officially came out, but he was. He, he was, was a you, sexual being. Yeah, yeah, yeah very much so. He came out with great. He just music. he just seemed very ambiguous. But I think no, he was he just d- a that's straight exactly man who that he was, was very though, in I touch think. with his feminism. In my mind, it was like Jimi Hendrix, oh, Prince, he was and then Michael Jackson. Ooh, that's a cool. I right? like that. I like that level of like for the Jerry curls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. So, um, uh, Haunch. So we hired you to be out in the on the door there mm-hmm. um you're not there anymore you're in here and uh is there what, you got a little bored out there yeah i i've been trying to pass the hours away there's two pigeons mm-hmm. uh they've been chilling on the garbage can out there yeah and, uh well, i that, name them well i have a name for them too they are they're always there what yeah what What's do you your, name them? uh penelope and uh shit can Mm, wow, shit that's a can. That's, that's shit pretty can good. That was my grandmother's name. <laughs> shit can. So the uh, the Sesame Street thing with the mm-hmm. shit can the grouch. Thank you, thank you. Everyone's favorite character. Shit can the Sarah knows her fucking Sesame Street, but doesn't know her fucking like, <laughs> that Sesame Street trash can thing. Yeah, Oscar. So wait, Hans, what's your what, what's it? What'd you name them? Me? What I named the birds? Yeah. yeah. Bird one and bird two. Oh that's, yeah, that's appropriate. Going for the creative outlet, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's appropriate. It has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Uh, so did they? Did they give you any trouble? Did they try to get in this podcast? No, the, they've been just chilling. There was a man out there who had climbed into one of the garbage cans, and I had said to him, "Sir, uh, n- not tonight. I am not in the mood tonight, specifically." And what he did was he pushed his feet through the bottom of the garbage cans and kind of turned them into pants. Oh, and that at that sense. point, I can't tell the man what to do with his own pants. So yeah. I just kind of let him wander off. Nice. Dude, this is the level of just absolute 
uncertainty do, and weirdness do you know in this the, podcast. This is what happens outside of our podcast not, when no, this happens. I, no, I do not. No. I've always wanted to know what happens outside of the bar, and mm-hmm. I've definitely always wanted to know what happens outside of the podcast. You know, on a side note, when he said that he turned it into pants. Uh, when I was in Georgia, I went to Halloween. Uh, uh, it was like a weird Halloween night event, whatever bullshit. And this man came up in a costume, and he literally turned a keg into his costume. He drilled holes to make arms and legs outside. Whoa, of that's it. cool. That's intense. He became like a barrel man. Yeah, Wait a exactly. Is this but- one you were expecting to get a refund on? No, no, no. I, I don't know where he got that keg from. All I remember okay. is I was I was waiting in line for this Halloween event, and he was wearing a keg. <laughs> That's dedication. And he sanded it down. I like I felt yeah, like he, he was super drunk, but I was kind of like, can, can I feel this thing? And I felt like his armholes and his leg holes, and they were totally sanded down. Oh, this so he man, like fully did it. He went out. Like it was a suit. Kind he of. Do you think out. possibly he, he's stuck in that keg and you saw oh, him on the is, one night where it would be acceptable? for sure <laughs> stuck because I'm not going to lie, that man was a little he- on the heavier side. Mm-hmm. I was genuinely I see you, you shocked. You looked right at my belly when you said that Yeah, too. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he was, I was genuinely shocked. He fit in that keg. And it was a half barrel keg, if people want to know. The half barrel keg? Well, it was like a... A half barrel keg. That's a stocky gentleman. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Jesus. <laughs> well, so, yo, go ahead. Go no, ahead. it's all you? Oh, I, I just was going to wonder if there are any other weird situations you've had to oh, deal I, with. No, I want to know. So you have been bouncy for how long? About 10 days. Oh, good. Give or take And when did you lose that arm? Uh, about 20 days ago. Okay, <laughs> so this is a, this is interesting. Um, June's been nuts. June's been nuts. Yeah. How, what were you doing before bouncing? Uh, I had worked at a Blockbuster video, and then it, it got closed down about eight years ago. And yeah. so I just kind of got really into, uh, I watched a lot of, uh, the we- I watched all of the West Wing. Oh, God. okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so about eight years of yeah. just doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to invent like a new kind of pool that you could have in your car, but oh, it, that went horribly wrong and I gave well, up. Well, what happened when it went horribly wrong? Uh, My mother was driving and I flooded the car and she ended up just kind of uh, driving through a mini mall. Yeah. Uh, only <laughs> she died, but um, she took out about five stores. It was... Um, Oh, only she died? Yes. Are you wanted? <laughs> uh, by like a suitable woman or by the police? <laughs> uh, no, by suitable, the law. Suitable woman. Yes to the former. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, my well, goodness. I'm semi-questioning well, our choice But you also of... seem pretty like uh, ingenious about like creating like situations. So. I'm pretty brilliant. I'm yeah. pretty brilliant. Uh, I went to uh, MIT. Um... <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's Matt's Internet uh, Technologies. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> He's a guy. He, what he does is he hops on Skype and just kind of starts rambling. And uh, you can hop on. And if you send him money, he'll you, you anything he says, you can write down and, and use. Well, I was going to say, you did know you that, pay this man? Uh, yeah. You know this <laughs> is Matt here. Your what? name is Matt? Yeah. Well, no, I- no, no. This is Matt from MIT. You're the Matt? Yeah. Yeah, but I went to the legitimate MIT. Yeah, but he's the one that put on that MIT. I do. I sponsor it. Oh. Are so, you the guy on so, the Skype? I d- yeah. No. Yeah. I don't like, I don't I'm know. not incriminating yeah, it is. myself. It's him. It's him. I don't know. <laughs> the guy in the Skype is always wearing cellophane around his face, so it's really hard to see kind of what he looks like. 
Matt. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know anything about Matt, that. No, it's me. It's me. <laughs> wow. I use Matt's name. You're just recruiting. You're just using my name for no reason. <laughs> Can someone explain to me what the hell MIT is? The actual college? <laughs> yeah. I don't. What? I don't know. No, it's it's apparently some fake company that Sean has invented. <laughs> no, I didn't. I have invented nothing. <laughs> hmm. Just hmm. using my name for no reason. I'm just curious if you paid this man once again. What? Yeah, the cellophane man. <laughs> yeah, I ended up paying him about seven hundred dollars. That's not bad for That's college. Not bad. That's not. I've bad. switched all Figured, yeah, to Bitcoin. Matt, were they Amazon gift cards? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bitcoin. Half of my money is Bitcoin. Half of my money is that stuff that Dennis Rodman has, where it's like half, it's like a weed <laughs> currency. <laughs> An awesome cur- hair color. Mm-hmm. Damn. He's my hairstylist, too. <laughs> I can you know tell. But I have to fly to North Korea to, to get it done. Yes. Yeah. Definitely and understood. And he's booked solid. <laughs> wow. You, Jesus you Christ. You have some money in some important places. My, yes. My father uh, invented butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's butter. He was the first one. How, that's the thing people are Butter's like 30 years old. Oh, no. That's it's like 105,000 years old. That's a liberal myth. Yeah. 105,000 years old. Jesus. I'm going to agree with Shauna on this one. It's at okay. least 105 years old. It's, etern- it's like... Uh, infinity years old. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to say you guys are all full of shit. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Wait, we're not Tristan, knowing. have you fact-checked our podcast? We are fucking all full of shit. I have yeah. not officially fact-checked this, but <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> yeah, as At far least as just, 1800s, right? Yeah, I think that's a joke. Well, uh, I'm not going to criticize your father's profession. Oh, it definitely goes back to but, like Chinese cooking for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna take that. Far. No, it's true. The initial, like, the original, like, c- concept of cooking comes comes from Chinese. Well, oh, I thought we were talking about butter. Yeah, we're talking about butter, butter uh, though. Which no. I'm assuming comes from Chinese. Yeah. No, cooking. <laughs> That's a bold right. assumption. Again, as a nation. To assume we've we've literally stolen almost everything from China. As a nation. Like, let's well, just go ahead if, and if, assume if, that butter if, is if one. France another one of those it, they learn, No, if France they knows it. it, they learned it from China. Yep. As an Asian, I understand a lot of things came from Asia, but butter, I'm going to leave it alone. That came from somewhere <laughs> else, okay? And, and also her, her. as an Asian, I'm I sorry. agree with you. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Man of many, just, I don't know. Many things. I'm still trying to figure you out. I, you, We have had a very normal conversation at my bar. This is a lot of new revelations. Well, I, I want to get back into like, okay. This is how we got you. We, um, Matt met you, mm-hmm. brought it back in. Mm-hmm. We had all these infiltrations of characters and all these different things coming into our podcast. You've been standing outside. Yes. You only experienced one infiltration or borderline infiltration earlier, which was just squirrels or something. Yeah, it was a dude Burns. in a trash can. It was a, yeah, a, a man had can. turned a trash can into a peril. Now, yeah. <laughs> okay, what? What do you think is going to happen right now? You're here because I'm in here. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. A man walked up to me about two hours ago and said, "I'm going to be back here in exactly two hours, uh-huh. and if you're not standing here, I'm setting this place on fire." Oh, and then he kind of just ran off, pointing at different buildings and screaming, and it was funny. It was really funny, but that's the only other person I've talked to today. Okay, and how, and well, how, that I, was two hours ago. Exactly. I'm slightly I, warm. Okay, perfect. I feel slightly like warm. I think it's it's about time, uh, Hotch, to to get uh, back to your post, just in case this gentleman Hodge, decides to come back. I see a little bit of smoke coming out from the doors. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, there's definitely smoking over there. Well, it's either that or I gave some reefer to a squirrel earlier. Oh, wait, no, never mind. I just see the squirrel. It has a reefer. Yeah, oh that's probably Yeah, it. that door's wide open as well. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we should get you back to your post, though, because we do have we do have to finish up our stories on, no, on this No, hey, I'm so glad I could finally be a part of the DuckTales podcast. <laughs> it has been so long, and I'm so glad I could be on <laughs> Well, you're very welcome. I'm glad we've fulfilled that seems a very recent dream of yours. Uh-huh. So and, and also recent dream of bouncing and yeah b- losing and, an arm and having a job. It sounds like it's been literally almost eight years. So right. Well, like Tim McGraw says, I like to live like I'm dying. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds like something Yogi Berra would say. Mm-hmm, and he Tim stole it from him. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Well, let's. Uh, if we could just check that fire situation, I think I think that would be the preferable course of action, my friend. All right. It was a pleasure to have you on, though. And uh, well, you just hang out there. Yeah. I mean, you're more than welcome. Just like just if you just make sure that no one comes in, then yeah. you're more yeah. than welcome. Just like yeah, like the original job. While I'm here, can I get like original a job, can right? I get like a whiskey and coke? Yeah. Oh my God, you're so lucky because we have like amazing whiskey here. Have you ever had a Scotch whiskey? Ew. <laughs> I'm what? leaving now. I resent that, sir. <laughs> That's well, maybe aggressive. we can maybe we can change your mind. Would you mind trying it? Just, yes, let me. Have you ever had some? Well, no. Okay, well, let's change your mind. Why don't you give it a little? There taste? it is. We got a. There's a glass going on. It's the it's the one that is delicious. It's the Glasgow blend. It's so good. The one that we're all in love with. What do you think? It's spicy, and I like it. What? No Got way. Him. That was so easy. See how easy that was? Is that an aftertaste of peppermint? <laughs> I, that's a unique a, flavor profile you're You have an interesting tasting. palate. Do you have a gum? Mm. Oh, wait, that is, wait, you have a peppermint in your goddamn mouth, don't you? Well, it's a rock that I've convinced myself is a peppermint, and I kind of just suck on it. <laughs> wait, well, what? You just always have a rock in your mouth? Yeah, but I pretend it's different food. Remember the Willy Wonka movie? Yeah. Remember how they had the candy that tastes like the whole meal? Yeah. Well, this is like a rock that does that. <laughs> Perfect rock person. And then you just make it taste Great. like whatever right. you want? With my, with my, yeah, just with imagination. Oh, wow. You are, Dude, you are something else. I wish I had one of those. What? I don't want yours. Okay. Believe you me. No, no one does. All these ideas in my head, someone's going to kill me and take them. No keep, way. Keep your blueberry bubble gum to yourself. Yeah, I don't want any of that. She pointed to my belly again when she said that. I, I don't know I what she not. wants from me. <laughs> Well, I just want to tell everyone in the podcast, I did not. There was minimal Now pointing. she seems to be rubbing my belly. Those, oh. those, are all, those are all lies. Haunch, all right, Haunch, you got to get back outside and stop this arsonist from walking up here and lighting us okay, on fire. And, and, and now that I'm smoke country is accent. coming more and more and more yeah. and more And also in. that reefer is barely, I don't think and that's he, legal. Yeah, and he's smoking reef. Matt. Smoking reef. <laughs> Smoking reef. Smoking the reef. You know what, Hans? You want that belly rub? You can call me any day, but you need to handle that situation. Yeah, we need we need some responsibility outside. All right. Well, happy Arbor Day, y'all. And, <laughs> and really, have I a like good one. I like you a lot, yeah. Hans. No problem. <laughs> happy Arbor Day. We're going to be barbecuing tomorrow, Hans. You, you better be staying around. I feel like he will be here no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> what a re- I presumably reliable person? I don't know. 
that that escalated quite quickly. That did. He, he seems <laughs> real reliable to me. You yeah. just, you know, let him know what's up. Yeah, I, he needs some direction, but we can get him there. Like Eight any other and... staff or any anyone you need to work with, you just need to let him know what's up. Yeah. Saying, like speaking of bladders. Of... Well. well. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Well, we're all alone in here. Yeah, alone in the world. Yep, but we sound amazing. We do sound amazing. Did you notice how like great we sound? Yeah, that? I can hear it. Oh, man, I think we should really highlight how great we sound. Yeah, definitely. And not the weird abrupt ending. Yeah, no, not that at all, because we know what we're doing with this new equipment we have. Yeah, it has nothing to do with our lack of reading manuals. Yeah, oh, yeah, that. And backing up stuff and, and all that. Yeah, backing up. We do that. Yeah, of course. We know what we do chose this. We know what SD cards are. Yeah, those things. We know how S- cables work. Standard definition. And we also know how great we sound. Yeah, exactly. So it's all <laughs> complete. But yeah, we actually did uh we got another Patreon. Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, definitely. But we should. We should talk about the Patreon. Yes, we did get a donation from uh, Rosando Gonzalez, I believe. Hopefully we're saying that correctly. Yeah, Rosando Gonzalez. Thank you um, for taking time and interest in talk tales. We yeah. really, really appreciate it. It's above and beyond. From the stars above, we thank you. Yes. I don't know if that's a saying. But it should be. It is. Now for it him is. It, for Mr. Uh, Gonzalez here, it should be. Yeah. We'll Greatly appreciate it. Yes, definitely. And we will... Uh, We'll get better <laughs> at this. <laughs> at this. We'll at get our, better at this. At this job situation. <laughs> um, if anyone else is interested in helping us out on the Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com. Talk to us a podcast. Um, anything does help because clearly we need some education on yeah, how to yeah, this is work still this DIY. machine. Um, yeah. Anything really helps. Uh, even support by just subscribing to our podcast and mm. liking, Subs- listening, downloading. Mm. All the internet things. Sharing. Really, yeah, definitely. Even that. Even just Instagramming. like a, Yeah. You have a like on one of our photos or something and we're constantly updating those. Uh, Adele, our mistress, is hot on that. So Hot to trot. Yep. She's trotting on the grams. <laughs> she's <laughs> trotting all over those grams. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Thank you <laughs> for that. I hope she appreciates yeah, that I comment. Well, she's not here, so. <laughs> nope, because no one is. Yep. It's just us. So just, we get to do whatever we want. And we get to talk all of what we want to. Yep. So, uh, but if you'd like to talk to us, we have emails that you can access. And we can access, too, yes. because we made them. Yes. So we can do whatever we want with them. Mm-hmm. So if you have an amazing story and you want to tell us about it, or I don't know, maybe be a guest on Talk Tales, uh, you can hit up our website at www.talktalesthepodcast.com. And on our homepage, you can submit stories to us via email at talktalesthepodcast at gmail.com. And send your stories. We want to hear them. Yeah, definitely. Because that's what we do. And it's awesome. And it's amazing. It is um, amazing. And you're amazing. And stories are amazing. <laughs> and thank you so much to our good friend, Josh, for composing our theme song. And thanks to my brother-in-law, Grayson, for creating our badass logo. Thank you so much, Jason, for doing our editing now. We even have an editor. Oh, man, we're growing. Things are happening for us. And it's, it's going really well. So we're looking forward to uh, sharing that at a later date. We're just seeing it happen uh, if you keep watch, keep listening, actually. so Yeah, see it with your ears. Yep, do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, logically speaking. Or see us on Instagram. Yeah, Adele or Thanks, Adele, for doing all that. Yeah, 
And thank you to our guests, of course. And uh, and unfortunately, we uh, we have to record this a little bit later. You know, we're, we're getting there. Or it's happening in real time. Yeah. And we're just secretly in the basement while they're all upstairs. That's, yeah. They don't we'll know go, we're down here. Yeah, We'll go with that. Um, thank God Haunch is around to make sure that yeah, I think we can do like this weirdness. He just bounced out. He did bounce forgot out. forgot that we were in here. So that's a great, he's a great bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Haunch. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Tristan, for coming on. Sorry mm-hmm. about this weird ending. That's how th- that's how cookies crumble. I've talked about mm-hmm. them before. Exactly, and uh, you know, just gotta gotta mention that uh, we on talk tales. Uh, we are all above the legal drinking age, and and enjoy imbibing. But we ask that you do so responsibly, as and we do as well. Please do not drink and drive, and just be responsible. You know, be safe out there. But enjoy yourself. Yes, thank you, and thank you, listeners. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. Thanks, thank Matt. Till then, hey, you're all right. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> and. and- Finish each other's sandwiches. Yep. And we like to To party. party. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We got there. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Uh, Have a great week, and we'll see you next episode. Bye. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Talk tail. Talk tail. Talk tail.